Hey guys, welcome to Music on Repeat, a podcast where I interview people about two songs from two different periods of their lives, talking about how it affected them and the way they listen to music. I'm your host, Susie Q. All right, here we are, episode five. I can't believe I've made it to five episodes. I'm quite impressed with myself, not going to lie. And today we have... Uh, Francis Moynihan. <laughs> You looked like you had to think about that for a while. Just, just making sure. Yeah, we have Francis, also known as Frank. I never really know what to call you because most people refer to you as Frank, but you're saved in my phone as Francis, so... Well, I think there's more to that as well, but... What do you mean? Like, I think the coolest person on earth. Who? You. Didn't I save myself in your phone as that? Anyway. Um, no, that was someone else, Frank. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have you as Francis slash your instagram handle because remember that conversation we had i was trying to decipher what it meant oh uh, yes yes yeah it's, it's pretty tough it's a tough uh it's a thing to decipher. yes um if anyone wants to look it up it's ft m-o-y-i-v <laughs> i appreciate you plugging yeah, my instagram account it's, look up uh, frank on instagram yeah uh, anyway, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, can you introduce yourself in more detail <laughs> and tell the audience how we know each other? Well, I think we met through mutual friends. Yeah, you are my first official non-co-worker on the show. Wow, that's yeah. quite an honor. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Um, I live here in Barcelona and um, that's about it, really. <laughs> Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Missouri. Missouri? Yes. How the locals say it. Yes. Well, yes, that's correct. Okay. And are you from St. Louis? I'm actually from Columbia, Missouri, but I lived in St. Louis for, I went to university there, so I lived for, there for a while. Okay. And now you're here in Barcelona and you've been here for two years? Two years, yeah. And how do you feel? I feel pretty good. Yeah? You feel in the heat? You feel in the heat? It is, it is pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. We're back here on my balcony. Last week we had the comforts of a uh, air-conditioned office and now we're back Back on the balcony, enjoying the heat, or just sweating profusely. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of part of the fun of living here. It's just, you know, being sweaty all the time. Being sweaty all the time and not having yeah, not central air. Yeah, it's good, though. <laughs> okay, so shall we get on with the, the first song? Let's just get right into it and okay. see where it takes us. are sweaty and I'm barely listening to last demands. I'm staring at the asphalt wondering what's buried Okay, Frank. So, fill us in. What song was that? That was the song The District Sleeps Alone Tonight by the Postal Service. Um, it's like the first song on that album. Okay. Um, and I chose it because I think it came out in 2003. Yeah, so 2003. I was about 13 at the time. And kind of up to that point, I had been, you know, you grow up listening to the music that your parents listen to. Yeah. So, like, the Beatles and Pink Floyd and Billy Joel and the Eurythmics and, and all these other things. That's um, what your parents were, were jamming to. Yeah, and, you know, Michael Jackson as well. But this was the time, you know, when you're a teenager and you're kind of exploring new, new things. And I think it was Thanksgiving break one year, and my brother had just come back from university. 
and I heard this album for the first time. And it was like really crazy because I just had up to that point, I didn't even know that music could sound like this. Yeah. So I just remember it being like a really positive time in my life when I would listen to this album because I kind of have the habit of when I find an album, I like to listen to it a lot. Okay, so you so, play it to death, basically. Yeah, and like so it becomes the soundtrack to a period of your life. And I just thought back to this song and I thought back to that period of my life. And, you know, like everything just moves so fast like it's coming at you so fast at that period of your life and like I remember the first time I heard it and then like again later on when I first got to drive like playing that album in my car I was just I don't know it felt like kind of a sense of freedom and like everything is possible you finally made it (laughs) yeah well yeah exactly you know and just like that time of your life when you just look forward to the next day and like the next thing in the next year so yeah. much and now we're in the phase where we just dread the next day the no, next no, I, no it's like well, I like this song so much because it helps remind me to or like this album really remind me to keep like trying to strive to have that feeling right. you know did you say your brother introduced you to this album yeah I think I mean I was the youngest so the like, youngest of how many of three so okay. I have a, a sister who's the middle and my brother's the oldest and like when you're younger like that's where you get a lot of your musical influence so for example my brother would introduce me to like this and you know a variety of other of other artists he had a very you know eclectic taste in music and okay. still does okay and uh, I still appreciate his opinions on, on on the matter and my sister I mean, she used to drive me to school, so I ended up listening to, oh my god, that Atlantis Morissette album, Jagged, Jagged Little Pill. Yeah, that, that was my first album. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've heard that like three million times. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> we have something in common. Yeah, but also like Liz Fair and other things like that. And so that was quite a contrast to the music that my brother was listening to, like um, Tool and some New Wave and, you know, just a variety of things like that. And so, so which one do you think influenced you more, your brother or your sister? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, uh, I must say, I think I lean more towards my brother, but I still appreciate, you know, my sister's influences and my musical taste. I mean, when I did ask you, Francis, initially to come with two songs, you came up with Britney Spears and... Uh, That's a classic, yeah. Hit Me Baby One yeah. More Time. <laughs> and Cisco, the thong song. Yeah. Uh, the, I used, were those your sister's influences? No, no, <laughs> that would be MTV, I would say. Okay, okay. But we obviously decided that was a joke. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true because I would rather, instead of Hit Me Baby One More Time, I probably would have gone with uh, Genie in a Bottle by Christina Aguilera. That was... That music video. Yeah. I felt the same way. That music video, though. <laughs> okay, so, so this album by the Postal Service, it was their only album, the, the only album they ever released. They're kind of this, like, you know, enigma a little bit because they, they were this huge deal. This album was critically acclaimed and then they kind of fell off the map so did you you listened to the entire album you said you, yeah, yeah you were a fan of the whole album were you disappointed that nothing else came from it and did you because the the guy was from death cab for cutie did you listen to the other acts that the the people were in at the time um like not before but afterwards yes and it what did it upset me that this was only uh one album kind of thing uh, at first, I guess, yes. But now I think it's probably better that way. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's fine. But It's kind of one of those things where if they if they continued, I could have gotten, you know, there's always the hype about that first album. And when someone releases a second and a third, there's always the stigma that it yeah, never like really lives up to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, so in that sense, I guess we didn't have to sit through the agony of yeah, that. But on like, the other hand, it could have been even better. Who it could have been so, even better. I don't know. I, I guess mixed feelings, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. But uh, as far as like Death Cab for Cutie, like, I listened to that trans- Transatlanticism album. Yeah, which was released around the same time, I think. Yeah, and like I hadn't really realized how many albums they had actually made. And then I think I listened to the next one of theirs, but I can't really remember any tracks from it. And then I kind of just got bored of that stuff. So. Yeah, you moved on. Yeah, well, I mean, it happens. You move into, like, you know, it's like, okay, so you transition from being a kid listening to the music that your parents and everyone else around you listens to, and then you kind of, like, start to go and explore on your own. And then I think when I first went to university, that was the first time that I had really, like, I mean, well, I mean, high school as well, but I was listening to a lot of crap back then, like, just classic rock in the Steve Miller band, which one day I got so frustrated, I was like listening to it in my car and I just opened up the CD and just threw it out the window because oh I was God. just like, I That's can't extreme. It was pretty extreme, but... You just had enough. Yeah, there's a lot of rage. Just I couldn't listen to it anymore. And then you switched to punk. <laughs> no, I did not. That would, that would make logical sense, I suppose, but I did not. Uh, I started listening to more hip-hop, I guess. So it's like a transitioning more to that style of music, I suppose. So in high school and moving into college, I stayed on campus in the dormitory, and it was really cool because I was all of a sudden just surrounded by people my own age that have like completely different tastes in music and things, and so I got to you know, listen to a lot of tracks from a lot of my friends and, and that I'd never even heard before and so that was kind of again leading on this progression from finding you know new sources of entertainment I suppose right so you it sounds like you get a lot of your musical uh, recommendations from other people we, we bring it up all the time but Spotify has their their discover feature and even with tools like SoundCloud makes it really easy to find new artists just by digging and, and going through would would you say you do that yourself I'd say it's a bit of a mix like I do sometimes just you know go listening to new music but sometimes it, it requires some effort to you know to listen to new music and go looking for it but yeah I'd say I do I mean like I guess as much as like discover weekly on Spotify or just the recommender system on YouTube is is searching for music but you know I mean I like to consider myself an open to new sounds and stuff you know can you think of any song recently that you discovered? yourself that really affected you or that you thought hey I'll I'll give that a second try well I mean discover myself I found it on Spotify well yeah let's say for these purposes that means finding it yourself it's a song called uh uncomfortable by Manza or Menza I think that's what it is I don't know I thought it was a cool track okay cool so there's an example I find my own music (laughs) okay I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but some people really go out and, you know, I could spend hours just going down a, a tunnel of related artists and new artists and trying to find new things to listen to. Uh, but then I also get people just sending me something and I'm like, damn, this is good. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I try not to be discriminatory. If I can vibe to it, then I like it, I guess. Okay. Uh, and you said you're from St. Louis, St. Louis. St. Louis, yeah. You can't say St. Louis. That sounds you can't really. Can't say St. Louis. It's okay. I can say you it. Can it doesn't sound like. Oh my God, she's definitely not from there. Well, you, yeah, but still, it's okay. <laughs> like how in Canada we say Toronto. Toronto. Toronto, and if people say, "Oh, are you from Toronto?" You know they're not Canadian. Yeah. No one in Canada says Toronto. We say Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. So you're from St. Louis. Yeah. Pretty gangster. Uh, pretty gangster, is it? Yeah, yeah, of yeah. Course. So it's, I, uh, some of the, AF. I mean, so, some of the biggest influences, musically speaking, in St. Louis would be uh, Miles Davis, Chuck Berry. I guess more recently, Nelly, Chingy, St. Lunatics. <laughs> 
Right. So there's quite a big uh, culture there for hip hop music. Yeah. Now. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the scene is is alive. Sometimes I feel like it's underrepresented in terms of like I mean, competing with Chicago and Atlanta, but I think there are still some 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 hot jams coming out of St. Louis. Cool. Well, this song is not a hot jam from St. Louis, it but is it not. is a hip hop song. Should it we is. go on to yeah, the sure. next track? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's right to be all that you can be posters uh, Rest in peace to Tiffany I don't know if this the realest shit I wrote But know the realest nigga wrote this And signed it and sealed it in the envelope And knew one day you find it And knew one day you come back and rewind it Sing it Okay, Frank, what song was that? And before you continue, let me just say that since you sent me this song, I have been completely obsessed with it, and I have not stopped listening to it for the past three days. It's because it's a fucking tune, mate. Yeah, it's a, it's a bloody tune. Um, it is the titular track off an album called Born Sinner uh, by J. Cole. J. Cole with James Fauntleroy on vocals. There you go. It's like one of those names that I've never heard anyone say, so I have no idea if I'm fucking it up. Well, I just never, time. I just never say it, so I think <laughs> the effort is worth it okay. there. Okay, and why did you choose this amazing song as your choice? Well, uh, originally this album was released in 2013, uh, but I didn't really listen. I mean, I I downloaded it and I listened to the first, uh, like the first cut. Uh, and it's like Voluminati and I just thought like some of the language in it was like I don't know I was just like I don't want to listen to this album and I kind of just put it aside and let it collect us for a while and then I was I had taken I had like decided to try to live abroad for a while and like I had downloaded this on my phone so I started listening to it and then you know just really started to connect with this album and I think in particular, because I was in, in Chile and decided to move to Spain to do a master's program, and this was, you know, not really music to the ears of a lot of people that were very close to me and they were kind of upset. This, I just kind of connected with this song in the sense that I understand that they're upset and that I'm maybe the cause of this conflict, but I have to do things for me and, like, this is important to me and that I'm willing to make that sacrifice and that it's not easy for me to do, you know, but, you know, it, like, it just gives me, like, a real positive feeling and I remember as I was landing on the plane here in Barcelona I was yeah. listening to this track and oh it my just God. like that's an amazing and so memory. I just had like a very very strong emotional connection with this track so okay. so you're saying that you felt bad that you weren't close to your family or no I mean like it was just you know it can be difficult sometimes to to explain certain situations to people that you're close to and that like your actions sometimes okay. may oh, see okay, come across like they're being hurtful but that was never really the intention right okay. it was just you know i have this dream and i wanted to like pursue it and, and the dream was to move here yeah i'm just to you know just to, well, to just just do to, you yeah just to live the dream you know <laughs> uh and I, I just wanted, you know, the people that I was close to, I, w I just wish that they understand that, you know, that it wasn't me trying to be... An asshole. Yeah, and like, the, because there's lots of things, and it's never easy for any one person. 
and that's I just kind of connected with that emotionally on this song. So okay, that's that's really cool, Francis. Yeah. As I said, I've been totally obsessed with this song, and this has taken me on a complete spiral down J Cole Lane. Uh oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Huge fan of J. Cole. Do you listen to more of his music, or is it just yeah, yeah? The, this I listen album? to I listen to his first album. I mean, like his first album with that same label. It was called uh, I don't remember now, but it but was, this was his first kind of major yeah, major was, debut. Yeah, like, I think it was like Rockefeller. Maybe was the label. It was yeah. I think uh, he was he was the one of the first artists signed to J with Jay Z. Yeah, in yeah. two thousand nine. And then, like, to, I mean, I, I love J. Cole, but I think lately he's been on a bit of a trip. Like, his most recent albums have not been my favorite, but I think, you know, I think he's really good. So I'm still a, still a You're fan. You're still a fan. Yeah, I think, well, I think he kind of embodies some of that. He's kind of part of that group of hip-hop artists now that are rapping about social issues, social justice issues, things other than tits and ass. So he's kind of part of that whole group. I mean, I know he's worked also with Kendrick Lamar. And so that's kind of why I think he's quite impressive but i mean just going back to the point like i mean i think this album especially is like a bit of an homage to you know a tribe called quest and you know some of the uh, establishing influences of modern hip-hop more so than you know other albums yeah of this era i mean yeah. he did say he was his biggest influences were nas and and tupac and eminem and jay-z so kind of these not not maybe not so much the the old school but a little bit of the newer school of of rappers um, so this song also has a bit of a religious undertone, obviously. And yeah. as the song goes through, if you listen to the entire thing, there's a bit of a, a gospel vibe. And even the, the, the way that James Fauntleroy is singing, and at the end there kind of comes the whole, this whole choir. And you're from, is it the Bible Belt? Are you from the Bible Belt? I would say belt? yes. I would say yes. So does that have any impact on you in relation to this song? Are you religious at all? I am not. Or would you consider that? anything related to what you listen to or what you look for in music i mean maybe i don't really listen to gospel music i'm definitely not religious but i did have to go to um church every sunday when i was a kid and but the one thing that was nice about it i think the was that there was like a nice choir so i guess possibly but it wasn't gospel music it was just like really boring i don't know my mom was always telling me that it, the music was really nice but i was just really bored <laughs> okay so you didn't trust your mom's opinion on the choir? Well, I mean, I trust my mom's opinion on music very much. She was a, a very talented vocalist. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, please, yeah. tell us more. Well, um, I don't know, but I do, I definitely respect her opinion on music. She is definitely more qualified to talk about it than me. Did she sing in a in a choir or did she sing in a band? Or To be honest, the, uh, you know, kind of the highlights of her vocal career are not so well known to me okay but uh she she, but she, she sang you some lullabies suit you to bed yeah 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 she was we were always listening to annie lennox in her car oh so and she singing, was belting it out walking on broken glass you know loved that song yeah me no but <laughs> you didn't no i of course not it was a terrible song what? i don't know <laughs> that song was awesome back in the day uh yeah no but, but I think so I think that I'm pretty sure I get this habit of listening to um like albums over and over again from my mother because I think we had like three tapes in our Volvo during the summertime and she would just play them over and over yeah. again. That has been a recurring theme I think among my guests is their parents forcefully playing songs over and over again. Yeah yeah well you know that my I guess I'll probably be guilty of that someday maybe. 
if I ever have children, just like jamming my own yeah, opinions of music on them maybe. as well. But as that's how they learn. That's how they have to learn how to <laughs> What's get a shitty music. <laughs> Maybe just kidding no i will say uh out of all my guests so far francis collectively your two songs have been my favorite in terms of similarities to my own taste and especially this one i mean i could go on for ages but yeah i really really like that song one thing i really like about it other than j cole is the the vocals i'm a huge fan of really emotive vocals and I think James Fauntleroy really emotes very well in his in the way that he's singing the song. You just nailed that, by the way. You just like, right, rolled right off the tongue, Fauntleroy. Fauntleroy. It's like I've been saying it yeah, for ages. You're, you're a pro. <laughs> it's like <laughs> me and me and Fauntleroy, we go way back. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, but what would you say when you're listening to music? What do you look for most in a song? Would it be the beat? Would it be the lyrics? Would it be the vocalization? I don't know. It depends, I guess. This sounds kind of silly, maybe, but I'd like to hear the color of the song. And, like, that usually has to kind of align with my mood. And it's not necessarily, like, one element. It's more of the composition in total, I would suppose. Okay, cool. And you you don't have any history background playing music, right? Oh, no. Is that, oh, no. Is that uh, right? That or? is correct, yes. I, I have heard through the grapevine, and by the grapevine, <sighs> I mean you told me <laughs> about your experiences <clears throat> playing a very... Very sophisticated, I think, sophisticated, is the word. Sophisticated, yep, <laughs> instrument uh, known as the kazoo. Uh, yes. So please, Francis, tell us the story because I was in stitches the first time I heard it. Okay, so here we go. Um, so it was about, I think, kind of like summer, fall of 2014. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, and, you know, sometimes you hit a rough patch, you know, some things aren't like always I, I feel going bad for laughing at your misfortune no it's okay it's quite funny yeah you know gotta gotta have a positive outlook uh anyway so sometimes you know you go through some like, some rough patches and and so uh i was like in one of these rough patches and i was it was caused by a girl right yeah well yes usually they're heartache related. you know yes the most i feel like the most emotional form of rough patch you can have is heartache yep um, yeah, so I was, like, in my apartment, like, cleaning out something, and I found a kazoo. <laughs> and so I started, like, humming on this thing, and, you know, it just became, like, an avenue for me to, you know, release a lot of, <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a lot of angst and, and, you know, emotions. And so, uh, I don't know, whatever time you're listening to this, uh, but there used to be an app called Snapchat. I think it's I still mean, a thing. it still exists. Uh, but I don't think you people to will be listening to this in like 10 years down the road. But anyway. I'm going to listen to this all the time. All the time. So, uh, yeah, so I would just send very emotive covers. Of emotive, a.k.a. emo. <laughs> I wouldn't say emo. I would send uh, renditions of certain songs via Snapchats to my friend, which they, you know, I initially, I mean, I just labeled them as like, I'm just doing it as a joke, but... <laughs> the reality was that it was like you know it was like it was really emotional it was yeah and so you were sending your friends emotional snapchats playing the kazoo that's correct can you give us a little uh, sample i know you brought your kazoo i did bring it by popular demand yes Francis. this is the this is gonna be the first performance on your show huh first yeah the first performance right. just do like quick i don't know like 30 seconds 
or 30 seconds is yeah, a lot. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what goes into playing the kazoo, okay? It's very but, difficult. Uh, we're I, d- I haven't warmed up or practiced at all. So here okay, we go. Are you do, ready? What, are we going to play? A, do you know a tune that you're going to play? Are you just going to yes, go? This is, this is a, a beautiful song that has, you know, a cinematic quality to it that also just, uh, you know, encapsulates a lot of <laughs> emotional turmoil. Turmoil, yes, exactly. Okay. So it's uh, My Heart Will Go On by Celestia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hit it. Hit it, Frank. Thank you very much. Francis, that (laughs) was amazing. Yeah. I wish I would have taken a picture of you. You looked so into that. You got to get into it, you know? You got to be feeling it. That's what I imagine you were sending your friends. Yeah, yeah. I I hope they enjoyed it as much as you did. (laughs) That was amazing. Thank you so much for being the first musical guest on the show. It's my honor, I, I must say. I think that song will go on in my heart for at least another five minutes. Very nice. Very nice. Um, okay, well... Wait, I have a question for you, because, like, you have this... You have a question for me? That's not allowed on the podcast. Yeah, it's not really enough. It's not fair, because I'd be putting you on the spot, but this is this question is quite difficult, the two songs question. Yeah. And so I was thinking about, because I, I more listen to music through albums, and so I was thinking, right. like, you've heard these, like, kind of, like, desert island things, yeah, where you, like, yeah, yeah. if you could pick yep. three yeah. albums... Exactly. It would, you know, what would you pick? Yeah. So, um... Do you have them picked out already? Because I was listening to one of your episodes and you just knew the books. Like, you just like already had it picked yes, out. Yes, so. but I am a huge nerd and uh, also a writer, so... Okay, but you're not a I musician. Know, do, you wanna, do you want to try that? <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could be. I could be. You never know. Uh, do I have the albums chosen? No. I, know, I feel like that's a lot to put on you. But I must say that like, if I ever get to come back on your show, I want the answer to that question. Okay, okay. I will... Yeah, I can't even think right now. <laughs> no, we don't have any open <laughs> spots for you. I mean, normally when I ask when I ask people this question, I give them a lot of time in advance. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And that's just for two yeah, songs. Yeah, well, I'm just, you know. I will say I have been jamming out a lot to Blink-182, Blink-182 album. Oh, wow. These past couple days, uh, which I remember as one of my first albums. So that was in my whole I Thought I Was Cool like you know a little punk era yeah i was thinking about this i th- I feel like everyone goes through that phase yeah, and i does. i was thinking i was like what kind of i used to listen to uh good charlotte do you know who oh, good yeah. charlotte oh man how did i listen to this like i mean how did we all listen to i don't know things? it's like, this this is not good like i don't like this i don't know why i listened to it i liked it at the time i guess yeah and actually the, the blink 182 album is still that, good. no that one's good like yeah. i remember you know that song uh i don't know but no one nobody likes you when you're 23 i was like what well, turns out I remember my 23rd birthday, mm-hmm. I was like, everyone was super mad at me. And my sister was just like, pl- we were at this like dive bar called the 34 Club. And she like put that on the jukebox and like, nobody likes you when you're 23. Bought me a drink. She's like, don't worry. Nobody likes you when you're 23. So was that you also that had provisionally chosen the song by Jimmy Eat World? Uh, oh, no, no, that no. was Freddie. Which one? The middle? No, 23. Oh, shit oh no i don't even know that song no it's because freddie's coming up in the next episode oh well i'm glad i'm number five well (laughs) and so what would you say now is your your musical listening style where do you listen the most probably i listen to at work a lot you know but that's kind of tricky because i can't like listen to music that i really like otherwise i just won't do any work what because you'd be 
crying at your desk. <laughs> not all the music I listen to makes me want to cry, all right? Actually, none of the music I listen to makes me want to cry. I'm only kidding, Francis. I'm just defending myself. It's okay. Um, no, uh, I mean, now, I don't know. I just, like, I've recently become very obsessed with one artist. And Do tell. Yeah, this is kind of a... This, this is... Oh, this is breaking news. This, this is a breaking world, news. This is a this is world like, premiere, Francis. No, but uh, I I moved into a new flat last year, and we didn't have like internet or cable for the first month, and so Typical I just had Spanish style. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so my uh, flatmate Simon and I were just like listening to albums, of which I had like two downloaded, which were Kanye West, My Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, I've also been listening to that this, recently. This, one of, this I think maybe my favorite album of all time. And uh, and he had Channel Orange by Frank Ocean, also which amazing. I had never heard before. Yeah, I was living. I mean, I heard that one song, like the think, thinking about uh, you. Thinking no, about you. you so hadn't that, heard I Lost. hadn't heard that song, and I was really fortunate because he had, was just about to release his second album at that time, which he did, and it's super good as well. So, and yeah, then and I then was gonna see him at, at Primavera. We were both gonna see him there. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's gonna be super exciting, but he just canceled. Uh, he just like, canceled how so. dare he? But, you know, he's not on anyone's schedule, so I, I still really respect him as an artist. Yeah, and, so, and he's one of the ones I also feel I really love his voice and the way he emotes yes. when he's singing. That's been the key word of this whole I podcast. Think, I think emotion, I didn't mean I to, to, I didn't mean to, to bring so much emotion. I'm not that emotional, I must say. Come on, Frank, you've got tears in your eyes right now. That's not true, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that is not true. Okay, well, I guess that about wraps it up. <laughs> I think that's all the time we have, Francis. Oh. Francis Frank. Oh, I you, say I mean, you have a you have a, actually a really good name. Thank you. In the music world, you can do Frank. I feel like there's a lot of songs with the name Frank. Yeah, albums even. Uh, there's an album called Frank by Amy Winehouse. Okay, and what about Francis? You've got Francis and the Lights. Yeah, yeah. I actually just started listening to them, and there's like one track, uh, like Friends, and there's with Bonnie Vare, Kanye West. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. And there's a part where he's like, I'm Francis. And, I was, and that's now that's your it. ringtone. I was like, <laughs> that's every time I get a text message, that's what I hear. I'm Francis. <laughs> so. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much. That was my pleasure. Francis Frank for being here. Francis Frank Moynihan. The fourth. The fourth. Shit, we revealed the secret. The secret message of your Instagram account. Yes. Um, Follow me at, on Instagram <laughs> at... Wait, is it at? Is there the at thing like on Twitter? Yeah, there is. Okay, at F T M O Y I V for if you want some very emotive photos. Or Fitty Moiv, as I Fitty like to Moiv, say. Yeah. Fitty Moiv, yeah. Fitty when I see it on Instagram. Yep, that's that works as well. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week, and I will see you next time with another exciting guest. Bye. <laughs>